Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole world. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. I hit record and Jem's mid-yawn. Oh, that was Amazing. Good. Tired? Keeping you up? Yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah, it has been a very long day. Again, for those who don't know, I'm going to peek behind the curtain here, but we record these in batches. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm feeling it. <laughs> it's a week later for you, but we're still here. <laughs> we're still here recording. Uh, yeah, it has been a long, long day. We're up in Northampton having meetings and things. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, hustling. Getting it done. I'm saying Gary V would be proud of us today. He would be proud. It's not quite the same as like getting a flight over to Dublin and then back to New York. But you know. Northampton and to London and then through the rush hour. I mean, yeah. Yeah, through the rush hour. Yeah. Take that, Gary V. Can't. Have you experienced London rush hour on the tube, Gary? Have you? Have How you? many people did we see exhausted on trains today? <laughs> we I actually, mean, like... Like, actually, like, there was one guy, like, <laughs> spread across several chairs on the tube with his bags, like, Literally, strewn like, across was, the floor of the like tube. Like, he was in bed. <laughs> and then the other guy we got back on, he was like, we thought that literally tiredness had hit London hard. Yeah. Wow. But Jem was fine. You see, I was envious of these people, but Jem was fine. He'd had his nap on the train. Yeah, I was rejuvenated. It's a callback to last week's episode. If you didn't listen to that, then go listen to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jem had had his nap, and there was me just kind of like, oh, I wish that was me right now. <laughs> um, even if they did look like their lives were in disarray. Um, <laughs> Who are you? Sorry? Who are you? Oh, yes, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jem Yordis. Just I, for those uh, yes. new listeners. Yes. That was like the most unsmooth I know. intros. Just jump straight in. I know. So well, today, Wayne. So yeah, so we're, we're kind of talking about um, the workplace and particularly around mindset in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Specifically, this uh, problem with imposter syndrome. So a study has um, revealed Ooh. that a third of millennials... I don't know if you picked that up, but that was somebody driving past on a motorcycle. Um, <laughs> We've got the sound effects too. <laughs> a third of millennials, according to this study, are suffering from imposter syndrome in the workplace. I think we probably need to just back up for those that haven't listened to the show in a long time, because it's been a long time since we talked about imposter syndrome. Uh-huh. Like a long time. Uh, what's imposter syndrome? Yeah. So it is when you walk into work... And then you have that feeling 
that you have no idea what you're doing and that you're going to be caught out mm-hmm. in a way. So it's kind of like they're saying that people are going to work doing jobs that they feel they are not qualified to do. Mm-hmm. And I guess a, a lot of that comes down to that whole self-esteem or just, not, I don't know, I guess, and, and, and general anxiety as well of just not feeling like you know what you're doing, I think. But the thing is, I think that's like a normal thing. Like I think that's everybody. Like I, I generally believe, and I think, I think that people, like when you go into work, I think it is always like, New, you don't really. I never. When what I do myself, there's times where I generally don't know what I'm actually doing. I'm actually googling how to do certain things, and so I think that. Yeah, no, that's I true. think it's how it's again. It's how you perceive it. Are you, are you looking at it as a negative thing, or are you just accepting that maybe you just don't know? Right, but okay, I'm gonna uh, might be a little bit unfair here, but you know, I have I have worked in places like this where it's like almost the value. <laughs> Almost the value I bring is just knowing how to Google something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes you're working in a place where people still don't know how to use a computer. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, if if all I'm doing is Googling stuff, that's fine because that's better than some people are capable. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I'm admittedly don't relate to this too much. Maybe but this is actually saying this. Maybe this... I'm an arrogant twat, but <laughs> well, you decide. <laughs> but but I I haven't. What they're saying though, this the good the point they're making here. This is like focused on young people as well. Mm. So it's kind of like people new to the workplace are going in and then feeling like they aren't good enough for the role or that they don't know enough. But um, even on this though, I think nowadays I think roles are changing a lot of the time, and I think I always find that whenever I go into a company, it seems like most people actually don't really know what's going on, but everybody's <laughs> kind of trying to look like like they know the where what they should be doing but everybody's like flailing a lot of the time yeah and i think there has to be that sort of they're trying to it's like everybody's trying to suss it out well everybody i think it's whoever can act like they know they they know what's going on <laughs> the most is probably the manager and then but ultimately everybody's like don't know what's going like i, I don't know i think that's just a general yeah but then i think the young people are probably going in and just feeling like okay i'm just i don't have the skills i'm not good enough what if i mm-hmm. i don't know I would always go in feeling like intrigued just to like, okay, what if I felt like I didn't know anything, I'd be Uh like, that's it. That's kind of how you want to go into a workplace in the sense of if you're a young person, you want to go out and you want to learn more Uh and you want to dig in or speak to other people who've got experience. I think, I guess, I think the problem is as well, is when you go into a company and you feel you don't know anything, but then you've not got the confidence to actually speak up and ask. Right. Which is a problem. Which is a big problem. And you know what? It was interesting. I was listening. It might have been Gary V again. Um, I think it was, you know, about him talking about he was doing a Q&A and somebody asked him about, you know, whether or not he was going to invest more in Europe and things like that and that and the other. And, and basically he was pointing out the, the culture difference between... Uh, this was actually, by the way, for the record, I know we've talked about studies in the past where there have been US studies. This was actually a UK study. Um, so this is specific to the UK, so it could be different in the US. Um, but he was kind of pointing out the difference between American culture um, and UK culture. <laughs> do you, do you need to sneeze? I thought I had a sneeze there, but it's gone. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, he's not going to come back like when I'm mid-flow, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might do. He <laughs> could do. Uh, um... Yeah, so he was talking about the difference between the UK market and uh, culture and the US culture about, um, you know, in the US, uh, a f- like a failure 
which seems like a buzzword now, which shouldn't be, but like a failure is seen as like a, a medal. Whereas here, if you've, if you've messed up, it's like a red mark against your name for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge difference. And I think that has been put through the schooling system here, which we've talked about since time began. Um, and about how like now, like, you know, when you're in class or you used to be in class or in like job interviews or whatever. And the teacher always used to say, like, if you don't understand something, please just raise your hand because there's no such thing as a stupid question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you feel like, well, now you've made me feel like there is such thing as a stupid question and I should feel stupid. Like, you yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. you're patronizing me now. Plus, if you've been given the job, it's kind of like you've been given the job on the base that you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so you, you don't want it's like to... It's like that uh, Black Books episode where yeah. Fran gets a new job and she's sat at the she doesn't know what the job for someone's done her a favour got a new job and there's the boss played by oh, yeah, Ron Bryden yeah. <laughs> and she's there she has no idea what she's been, what she's supposed to do she's just sat at the computer and she's just typing out why am I here what am I doing here <laughs> it's just like that I think uh-huh. for a lot of people I mean, I, I've felt that several times, actually, although I said I haven't felt the imposter syndrome. That particular scenario where you kind of go, yeah, I've, I've been hired on the assumption that I know what I'm doing and now I actually have to deliver. Uh-huh. Um, it's not so much necessarily where I go, whether it's not, it's, it's like, am I right, the right person for the job? But certainly it's like, oh, shit, like the pressure's on now. Can I, can I deliver this? Mm. Um, so I have, have experienced that. But it's interesting, isn't it, how... Um, like millennials are like we we've got we've got a bit of a bad reputation for being overly confident cocky cocky Arrogant. entitled um and yet this study says that you know a third of us are completely the opposite <laughs> going shit i don't know you know i don't know what i'm supposed to be like that's you think I'm, I know what I'm doing, but I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> so it's interesting that, that that that's... Why do you think there's such a disconnect? Um, again, I think it goes back into, like you are saying, about the whole schooling system. I think you are... It's like once you come out of education and you've got your grades, you're kind of like baked, you're done, you're finished. And so <laughs> in the same way that My once you... goes... Yeah, exactly. So once once you've uh, got into that workplace, you expect just to turn up and just mm-hmm. deliver. But at the same time, I think what is what is changing is I think the imposter syndrome back. I guess you can get that further than maybe like the first couple of weeks of your work because you're kind of figuring out how something works, how the um, how the business runs and stuff like that. But then I think what happens later is when you're actually your roles are changing like every day like they change weekly or you, you don't know like next month your role could be slightly different somebody gets made redundant somebody leaves and so i think as well i think jobs are a lot more flexible in what they expect from mm-hmm. the the worker mm-hmm. and so i think in that sense as well i don't know it's a i don't know i think it's again it's that again i i think as well because people are quite hyper aware of like people being made redundant nowadays as well Mm. I think there's a mass like you hear that I've heard so many times I mean still I hear people or companies closing or not hitting numbers and people getting made redundant and it's people know they're highly replaceable so you can't come across and say oh actually yeah. I don't really know what I'm doing they're like what do you mean Dan what are you doing alright and it, people yeah. think people are so afraid that if you do come across like like you do come up with those questions like oh, actually I don't really know what, what is expected of me Yeah, they'll be like what you've been here for six months and now you're bringing it up now I you? think I think I've said this so many times. I think 2008 
that recession in particular is going to go down as such an important part of Western civilization's history because I think the timing of it is really interesting. You've got the back end of the millennials just coming through into the education system because we're like the last of the millennials, really, Mm -hmm. if you think about it. I think there's probably about another five years after us and then we're into the next generation. Um, You know, so you've got the back end of the millennials going into education in that safe zone. You've, and then you've got the other end of the millennials, the, the, the first millennials, who are, what, in their late 30s, early 40s, in the, what's supposed to be in the height of their career, in their prime, career-wise, um, being made redundant. So I think, as a generation, there's this massive fear, as you say, of being made redundant. It's very much in a, the forefront of our mind of, like, nothing is guaranteed job-wise. We're constantly on eggshells of like, will this last? Mm -hmm. Like, how long? How long? In fact, I've had, I've actually had, um, yeah, I may have had this a little bit more than I cared to admit. Actually, I have had several times like going, "There's no guarantee I'm still going to have a job next month." Mm -hmm. Like, my boss could turn around and go, "Don't need you anymore." Okay, bye. (laughs) Um, there's a genuine worry that I have now, which you know. But, but then maybe that, I mean that could be a worry that everybody had before possibly I don't know maybe no. not as much though no because I think before you got into a job and you felt pretty secure you're covered you I'll stay life. here 30 years whereas now yeah and and you could even throw in the the whole thing about that we know that people are jumping jobs way more often now so if you're yeah. jumping jobs every I don't know year or two each time you're kind of having to step step yourself up to get that next pay because uh, yeah, you say obviously people are like changing jobs for the pay rise. Mm. Then I guess you'll get you're jumping for a pay rise. So every single time you're changing jobs every two years, then you've got to kind of justify to yourself like whether you're worth that extra pay rise. Yeah, and true. then then you're like, oh shit, and then you because you go for you kind of maybe maybe this is where the entitled thing comes in with millennials because we're like, right, I've been in this position for three months now, <laughs> like. It's time for a promotion. It's time for a new challenge. It's time for a promotion, right? I've, you know, I've got this. This is great. But, you know, I want to upgrade my gym membership, you know, to a better one. I don't want just the gym with just the equipment. I want to go to the gym with the sauna and the steam room and the swimming pool, man. Are you like, kidding? <laughs> i got to up this game. I'm ready for a promotion. So, you know, the chest gets puffed up. They're like, right, into the boss's office. I want a promotion. Give me a pay rise. I'm worth it. Like a L'Oreal advert flicking the hair. <laughs> and then the boss is like, you got balls. I like it. Yeah, all right. Let's give it a go. And then they're like, shit, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, fuck. Now I've actually got to deliver. And so the maybe is that that may be where the crossover is. As you say, you, as, as a generation, we don't like sticking at one thing for very long. Because we are always like, where's the next challenge? Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. My bills are covered, but it doesn't excite me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm bored of this now. What's next? What's next? We're like magpies with jobs. <laughs> like, what's next? <laughs> Squirrel! And if you want, and most people are obviously doing it because they want that higher paycheck, have a better lifestyle, uh-huh. more money, and that means you're taking on more responsibility, which means obviously each time you do step up, it is going to be more of a challenge, and therefore you are going to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm probably not 
I, I know I have friends who've like gone into jobs and they've managed to get like managerial like roles and they're like I don't even know how I got it like I don't uh-huh. know I've never been a manager before but I'm in a managerial role and I go in and, and like first like three six months they do feel like I don't know how I did this and then they get into it so yeah. I don't know I think I don't know it's a tough one but I it's got to be something to do with the whole changing consistently like keep changing roles keep kind of wanting to level up on what you're doing of course you're going to always have those sort of insecurities that maybe you're not mm-hmm. they say anything else in there or is there oh there's loads more there's loads more uh but before we do that let's uh let's thank the uh the sponsor the university of northampton thank you thank you we love you very much <laughs> appreciate you letting us ramble yeah then. yeah no uh so if you don't know me and jem are alumni of the university of northampton um and they're kind of different to a lot of universities in a way that I think very much lines up with the sort of stuff we talk about. They're um, a changemaker campus. What does that mean? I hear you ask. Well, basically, it means that they're really, really heavily focused on kind of social impact um, and, you know, what us all us millennials like to think that, we, you know, we're making a dent in the universe. That's the kind of thing they're focused on. It's built into all of their courses. Um, they also have a long, big kind of enterprise kind of arm. They're very supportive of people setting up businesses uh, like Powerful Nonsense and like my theatre company. They helped us set that up. So it's not just about going in, getting a qualification, coming out the other side, and good luck with that. <laughs> um, they're much more supportive. They have a really strong relationship with their alumni, like ourselves. We were in Northampton today at the university having a good chat. Um, so they're very, very into creating a strong support network for their students, for anybody that's got a big idea that they think could change the world. So if you want to check them out, do so at northampton.ac.uk. And huge thank you to them for supporting the show. Mm. So. Mm, 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 that yes. was a good one, like that. Thanks, thanks. Came up with it myself. <laughs> um, so. Imposter syndrome, workplace, millennials. Now, there's been an interesting thing that was pointed out in this article. By the way, this was from The Independent. So, independent.co.uk reported on this. Uh, There seemed to be a bit of a big gap between the females and the males in this as well. Um, 40% of young female professionals said that they felt intimidated by senior people compared to 22% of males. Mm. I wonder... I can attest to not giving a shit about whether you're not your senior (laughs) to me or not. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what I think. (laughs) Uh Uh, Which might might be why I'm better at being a (laughs) freelance than necessarily an employee. Because I'll just be like, no, that's a bad idea. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know how i keep jobs i wonder i wonder what the stats are on though in terms of the seniors are is it is it, is it men or is it women because I, I did they already say is there stats that say that men hold more senior positions than women already in the workplace so is it 
women feeling intimidated by the men or is it doesn't go into that or no it doesn't really say i'm sure because i mean this is just being reported on by the independent so i'm sure the study itself probably does go into that but unfortunately the article does not i think it's just a left like his leftovers of our bloody experience at school when you just you go into if you walk in and there's a boss like even me i'm not even gonna lie the other day i was doing some filming at o2 mm-hmm. and um one of the guys we were filming was the like uh, not CEO like or chief operating officer or something like that. And even when he walked in, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's it was really really lucky to have him here coming to do this filming." Yeah. And I was even like on edge, like I, I was. I don't know why. I was like, yeah. God, "All I do is do exactly what I would do with the camera." But because I was filming him, I felt a bit like, "Oh, he's like yeah. really big in this company." Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, I remember uh, back in the day when I used to work for. Uh, an undisclosed, now closed home store chain, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which was owned by a very, uh, in my opinion, unscrupulous, unnamed character. Treading <laughs> uh, <laughs> carefully here. Um, and uh, this was like before uni days. And I remember, like, just whispers oh, Mr. Whoever undisclosed mr undisclosed uh he's in the region and the region being the west midlands a very large region um and it would all be like everybody on high alert like oh my god he's near he's within 200 kilometers he's close by he could show up at any minute and everyone's all and like everybody like the manager would get into a flap because she didn't know what she was doing either. Um, <laughs> and the kind of intense fear that was put in just because another human being with a title of CEO and owner mm-hmm. uh, was in a very large distance <laughs> was astounding. And I think you're right. It's that author- there is that there is still that authority yeah, it's figure like if, thing. It's like your about. head teacher walks into your class. You're all like best behaved. If like you've got a supply teacher, it's a whole different story. Yeah. yeah. Yes. If you got, <laughs> I couldn't think of any worse career yeah. than being a supply teacher. I'm sorry to all the supply teachers out there. I'm sure you love your job. And you know what? I have a huge amount of respect for you because the amount of shit you have to put up uh-huh. with on a daily basis is unreal. Um, <laughs> but like you, you always as a kid, when this, when, when not your it, usual yeah. teacher walked into the classroom, you were like, you just like yes! rubbing your hands together, like, oh, you're going to <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst today of, is a good day yeah. that's it you take your shoes off put your feet on the desk <laughs> and you're like what are you saying and che- then, chewing gum food's out on yeah, the table yeah, yeah. phone's out yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah back in the day when all you could do on your phone was text play snake and <laughs> play snake ah oh, those were the days but yeah so i think that i think you might be right there Mm-hmm. I think again, a lot of this is all built in preconditioned. From... It's just mm. all preconditioned. Someone's got a title. They're the head teacher. They're the CEO. They're the chief. That I think it obviously does put fear into people. And I think it's just. But then I think nowadays, I think we've got to understand that actually, when a young person comes in, I think you have been hired on the basis that you've got the ability. And so actually, those senior people actually need. They want to hear from you. They want you to be like yeah. confident. And I think again, it goes back a bit of what Gary V says. I think. It's the it's the fault of the company if the their employees fear 
or feel like they fear because a lot of the, there was a, there was a big part in there was talking about they just fear like mm. being around the senior people mm. so it's how do you make how do you make sure that your employees are actually feeling comfortable and that they yeah. can communicate and that you're but this is and i mean i know we talk about him a lot <laughs> he's come up in the last couple of episodes a lot but gary v is a prime example of how to do this right I was watching one of his daily V's, uh, which we will link up to. Was it the uh, London one? Damn right it was the London yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly where I was going. He yeah. had, he, you know, he's based in New York and he flies over. He does a pit stop for a few hours at the London uh, London Branch. office. And uh, just all he does, or at least all that's shown on the daily V is he just has staff members coming in, mm-hmm. having a chat, and he's going... What can I help you with? Yeah. Whether that's their private business or working for him. What can I help you with? Mm. How can I help you? What are the problems? What are your pain points? How do you feel? There's a new girl comes in. Mm. Uh, the East London girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, she was like, yeah, I'm an East London girl. Like, I don't care. Get the work done. Yeah, I just yeah. want to do it. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like, would I be East London? And I'm like, yes, Gary, you're definitely East London. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know, he's just inviting people to tell him the problems yeah. and he's there ready to go right well here's my opinion blah 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 blah, yeah. and that's how you cultivate it but i think there are so many bosses of ceo level because he's ceo yeah that don't that don't have an interest in yeah. talking to this the soldier so that's that's what i think is a good takeaway i think if there are people out there who are feeling they have that feeling when they're going to work and feel like they're not good enough then i so i think sometimes just flip on the head and maybe you need to blame the company for not making you feel comfortable enough in your role or not educating you enough because i think sometimes it is about that it, it, the more comfortable the more secure you feel in a place the more you 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 go happy to ask questions which is only going to make the business better ultimately mm-hmm. now there's an interesting thing as well that um now this i think is even a, a, an even bigger stat to to kind of take into account is that 63 percent, so pretty much two-thirds just mm. under um felt that their lack of confidence was having a negative effect on their career, which in turn has then fueled concerns over uh, lack of support available to those embarking on a new career. Mm. Do you think there is a lack of support in embarking on a career path? As in what stage, like someone's going to get a job? Well, this is where it's a bit vague, but generally speaking... Do you think that we, because this is a question almost posed by the article itself, do you think that generally speaking, we're not supporting people that want to embark on a new career? I think ultimately you've got to take some responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I do think a lot of people lack confidence. The amount of friends I've had who are like, Jim, I'm really thinking about going for a pay rise, but I just don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how, I'm just like, just bloody go for it. Just see what happens. The worst they're going to say is no. And if you're if you do if you're shit at your job, which most of them aren't, then they're going to say yes, or they're going to at least throw you a bone. So again, I think it's up to the person. I think people. I mean, you can people can put you on motivation and sort of confidence mm-hmm. courses and stuff yep. like that, but until it kind of sinks in for yourself. But I think the particular question here is less about confidence mm. and more about just general support from who the the system so for example uh one thing that i think there is a severe gap and we've talked about it before um is at the early stages 
Um, in fact, I think we may have talked about this on a recent episode. Those school students doing their A-levels that don't want to go to university. Mm-hmm. Like, the system has nothing... It, it disowns them. From experience from my brother from about three or four years ago. Um, he had he went through that experience. My younger sister went through that experience. Um, I don't know if you're... How old your younger brother now? 18. I don't know if he's been going through that experience. Not I don't, really. I think they just called him up and said, are you going into further education? No. Okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, exactly. But that's what I mean. They yeah. just kind of... It's not so much that they necessarily disown them, but they certainly... There's they no, have nothing yeah. to do with them. Yeah, then. Like, like, well, you seem what, all right. You, yeah. yeah, like we, there's no support for them. Mm. There's no kind of like, well, what do you want to do? There's none of that. That's an example of mm. where I say maybe there's there's lack of support. In my yeah, eyes, I that definitely... is a shift in career because that's going, no, I don't want to be an academic. Mm. I want to do something else. So for me, that counts as a shift of, a, of career. Yeah, and I think it comes from, there's multiple places where that support needs. It is in the school, it is from parents, it is from businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think O2 do a great job of like mm-hmm. promoting like mm-hmm. their apprenticeships and stuff like that. And I mm-hmm. think apprenticeships are something that are really creeping up I, a lot. Yeah. And I think they're great. And I'm rightly great so, option. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, obviously there is, a, there is a problem with that. But mm-hmm. But I agree with you in the sense of, you know, there's got to be an element of when do you start taking responsibility you know, Google's there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really want to study, you can. Um, but but then I think there's also, it also brings up another thing, which is, okay, yeah, let's say you do go to university. You go to university with the intent of pursuing a career. But I think universities quite often just kind of go, well, you've got the qualification, what else do you want? Yeah, It's like, well, yeah, but I don't have, uh, how do I actually build a career in this? Like, oh no! Well, we don't we don't do that. <laughs> we just give you the knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a gap that's that I think the universities have to start to to answer. Plus, obviously, I don't know what the stats are, but obviously, there's a lot more competition nowadays for the roles, and so it is usually like I mean, my brother always said, like the most confident person in the interview is always the one that wins. Yeah, and they might actually not be the best, but they are the yeah. most ballsy, and they're happy to talk, and they come across like, oh yeah, they're really confident, yeah. like. So, I think, yeah. Yeah, and they probably have no more or less of a clue than you. They're yeah. probably in exactly the same boat, like, I don't know. But because they're, they're going, yeah, fine, they no problem. wing it. Yeah, yeah. Fake yeah. it to you, mate. And, you know, that, that, that goes so far in so many aspects of life. Just being able to go, yeah, no, I'm the dog's bollocks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe I should do that. Until you get called out and then... Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing. You have to be able to back it up because if you can't back it up, eventually... Mm-hmm. It will catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think the winning formula for this, really, the whole imposter syndrome, is if you are going to do whatever job you go into, like you say, you can read, you can become the best, you yeah. can get comfortable speaking to other people in the organization. And I think if you're serious about it and you want to be top of your game, it's one of those things you've got to work on it. You've got to just put yeah. in the hours because as soon as you you can back what you believe, then that's when you really takes off really. Because when you're like, mm-hmm. no, I know I'm good at this aspect of what I do. Uh-huh. And then, and let's be honest, really maybe entitled millennials about to come out now, but really if you're in a position where you're like, I don't feel like, I feel like I could be found out. Yeah. And, but you're not willing to put in the extra work and study on whatever it is you're doing. You're probably in the wrong job anyway. Mm. 
So you should probably Plus, consider something else. A flip side out, someone I did an interview or well, filmed an interview recently, and one of it was a rugby player, one of the England rugby players, and he said, You've got to look at uh, pressure as a privilege. Oh. And I was just like, that kind of falls into it as well. It's like if you are feeling anxious and you are feeling like a fraud, it means you've been put into a privileged position in terms of what you're doing. Oh, I love that. And so that actually the fact that you feel pressured means that you, you've been accounted with more responsibility and that means that person thinks you can step up. And all right, you might feel like a yeah. fraud, but somebody thinks you can do it. And so in terms of business... Oh, I really like that. Uh-huh. In terms of business, in terms of anything you do, when you do fill out your debt, like I fill out my debt opening my food businesses and stuff, but because you feel uncomfortable, that's where you know that you're doing something that's pushing you and growing mm-hmm. you. So I just thought that was like a amazing way of phrasing it, just see that if you are having that anxiety, that maybe you are in a privileged position and that pressure is a kind of kind of cementing that, yeah, you are mm. putting yourself out of your comfort zone. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I think that's a good place to wrap up, I yes. think. Pressure is a privilege. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we will wrap up there. Yes. Um, hopefully that's, if you are suffering from uh, imposter syndrome, hopefully that has helped you battle with your your confidence gremlins, as I think mm-hmm. they referred to in the article. Um Yes. So if you have any thoughts, send us an email. Wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or Jem at powerfulnonsense.com. That's C-E-M because he is Turkish. <laughs> um, and if you'd rather talk to us on the public for a more public forum, you can hit us up on Twitter at PN underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, leave us those iTunes reviews, please. We could do with some more. It helps spread the word of the show. Or do you know what? If you want to, just share us on Facebook or Twitter. Mm. That'll do. That'll do. If you don't want to write a review, just hit retweet or a, or a like. Or, you know, any of those other social media buttons. Just hit them. Hit all of them. All of them. All at the same time. Break your phone. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yes, if you do want to leave us an iTunes review, powerfulnonsense.com forward slash review tells you how to do it. And we would appreciate if you left one or five stars or more. Lovely jubbly. So thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See you later.